Uh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the HB5 studios right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, and there's a Confederate guy out in the back with a flag. That's a little concerning. <laughs> uh, we've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right. I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's honorable mention, Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old Mike number one. It's Mojo! Where did duck farts come from? I don't know. Where? But uh, duck... Oh, man. <laughs> uh, butt quacks. Uh, God, me messing up was better than the joke. That's crazy. <laughs> thanks, thanks for tuning in once again, guys. Uh, we appreciate you listening as always. Uh, you can reach us at the website at www.southernfriedphilosophy.com. You can also reach us on Facebook at Southern Fried Philosophy or at SFP Radio. You can find us on Instagram and Twitters at SFP Radio. And I think you can reach us another way, mentally. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> please go to our uh, website also and check out our episodes if you want to share those. You can, but also, please go to Facebook and like our post. Um, please go to Google Play, Stitcher, or iTunes. Subscribe. Uh, give us a review. Um, share the episodes that are your favorites. So we have uh, had some great response out of some of the past five episodes, I'd say. Yeah. So if you can... Uh, Please share those. And we're also running on co- a couple of contests from our yeah. favorite buddy, uh, Dennis Ray from Bad Mother Smokers. And you'll see that posted on there. So let's get the show going. I tell you what, we have already had so many mistakes. Dude, I've, I, this day has just been a, <laughs> I wouldn't say a mistake, but you know, it's just one of those days where you, you wish you had 30 seconds to rewind and replay that moment. And I feel like it. I still want to go back into bed, like restart the whole day. I don't know if I want to relive it because I heard, I heard daddy about. 47,000 times mm. a day before so, five. So Kim was home. <laughs> Took the day off? No, no, that was, that was the little blonde headed minion. Oh, okay. Said that, so. Gotcha. Uh, speaking of contests, we posted one on our on our podcast last week that if you like and share the uh, podcast, that you could be in the entrance to, uh, to win a bottle of Bad Mother Smokers. I think we were a little bit confused on the rules because I'd clearly don't understand how facebook works but um at this point you're not on it much anyway so the only reason why i'm on facebook is to talk about the stinking show so anyway uh but we do want to congratulate ross bracken congratulations you shared and liked the page and of the podcast so you will get a bottle of the bad mother smokers you just have to let me know do you want hot or mild so there you go that worked thanks ross for doing that so but stay tuned we're going to be doing some other um contest pretty soon and we're just trying to get our uh, social media likes up i guess we for some reason we're concerned about that so <laughs> anyway we're we're anxious to start these contests and have some kind of interaction with our listeners right so, so here, here's what we're going to do we're going to try it again so this time when we release the podcast here are the rules so you have to like the facebook page right right you've got to like the uh post the post then you have to share the post and then old number four, then you got to tag a friend in the comments. That likes barbecue sauce. That likes barbecue sauce that may like the show. And then both of you then will get a bottle of the Bad Mother Smokers. So How about that? I think we kind of messed up on explaining that's, that's the rules. Right. Well, so, I, think, I think you and I had our 
had a little cross too, just between us. So. Yeah, we had no idea what's going <laughs> it's on. Our, it's, so, our, it's our first contest. So well, we yeah, it's like a hail mary. We're just throwing it up, and if something sticks, then right, that's great. Right. So it, we we did throw it up, but it was like all barbecue sauce, <laughs> and it stuck to the ceiling. So. Right, it, it didn't turn out the way we expected <laughs> the first time. So anyway, it's, it's that time of year. You know, you're you're out there grilling in your backyard. You got your friends over, so at least now you got some sauce to slap out and something different. You know, it's not the the standard old grocery store chain barbecue sauces so it's something a little different yeah so it's it's good stuff um all right and then yeah check check out our facebook page we'll do another contest in the meantime so sure anyway so uh i'm gonna ask you like i ask you every week how you be darn hey uh i'm always good so <laughs> you know some some things kind of burn my biscuits but today was all self-inflicted burning of biscuits oh no so it's it's been one of those days where uh, my computer, I thought I had transferred everything over to an external hard drive. Oh. I'm not that great with computers still. So <laughs> um, I went to access the uh, external hard drive and <laughs> nothing was there. So, yeah. yeah. This is how I know I'm still 12. I still laugh when you say hard drive. <laughs> like I'm always going to be 12. Uh, perpetually 12. That's, that's, that's all right. But yeah, mm. and that and just everything. Like this podcast, we've started 14 times. Yeah. And then also, also can't get it right. And then also, I, I've been our our guest coming up. I've been texting back and forth with him. He, I'm going to mention his name, David Cardwell from uh, Black Warrior Smokers mm-hmm. out of Alabama, um, Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> so or Sneed, Alabama, I think. Yeah, it's Sneed, yeah, actually. Is it Greenville also? No, that was from Forrest Gump. Oh, you remember yeah, that quote? Dude, I do remember yeah. that now. You know what I think? I think. You should go home to Greenbow, Alabama. But uh, anyway, he'll be coming up. Anyway, I've been corresponding mm-hmm. back and forth for two weeks, uh, <laughs> off and on, not every day. Yeah. But uh, I found out that was the wrong number <laughs> today. So let me get this straight. You, in effect, you booked a wrong person that has no idea what they're doing on for the I, show. I, I think they were catfishing me. <laughs> Yeah, so I called David. Actually, I sent David a text yeah. earlier today. I was like, hey, we're still good for tonight. He sent me like a text back, a full of question marks. And so I called him immediately. I'm like, dude, I just I can't believe I did this. So so what was the other guy thinking was going to happen? I I have no clue. I actually texted him. It's, it's another guy I know. Um, of course, it's the, the guy from Oklahoma City who helped load the, the moving van that okay. I drove back. But, okay. So I was like, dude, did you not have a? a point where you said look i'm not i have no clue what you're talking about he's like nah man i guess i thought i was just behind i was like i kind of want to get him on the show let's call him him no i was just uh it's just been one of those days Mm, so i understand man um so so, how you be doing i'm good we uh if you if i stand up you'll see like my pants are completely dirty there's dirt and all that kind of stuff over it so we had the spray foam i talked about that on the last podcast um hey hey guys a little helpful, t- helpful tip. Um, I don't, I'm telling you how to do your job, but when you do put in spray foam, you may not want to spray foam the uh, the vent pipe for your dryer. Just Ooh. saying. Ooh. Just saying. Ooh. So we've been uh, I've been running the dry- the dryer like four or five times. It's not drying the towels. I'm right. like, what the heck is going on? And then realized, oh, they probably spray foamed that. So I had to crawl in the crawl space, um, and. It, it, there's three crawl spaces in my house, by the way, in the Biggin Manor. So this was the smallest one. This is the one that has probably the most snakes. Um, so I'm a little terrified. And it's a, the one that has the smallest opening. So Biggin had to scoot his butt in there, cut a mm. hole in it, 
figure out where you know where it yeah. goes up and then uh and then put the pipe in so wow mm, and i did say put the pipe in but anyway um, so basically it was yeah just that humidity probably in the laundry room was, yes was it was rough unbearable. yeah so we're gonna i didn't i didn't attach it before i left for the show so i'm gonna go home well my my on. uh my rocket surgeon uh 13 year old mm-hmm. um had, she didn't realize the dryer pipe had fallen off of the dryer and mm. went and did the same thing, tried to dry a load of clothes about five times. And our dog crate is in the laundry <laughs> area, so our poor little Weimar on her was, <laughs> was about to have a heat stroke from all the humidity. So that or a sauna day, I can't figure it out. But Wow. Yeah, so. My, That's funny. Finally, finally, after I walked upstairs, and it was about tw- uh, 20 degrees hotter than it was upstairs. I uh-huh. figured the air conditioner was broken or the 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 dryer was not working properly so there you go that that's not a bad option to have though if i'd rather choose that the the vent hose is off than the air conditioner well, yeah, so that's yeah, absolutely that's a win well, I plus think i have to crawl under a house and cut a hole so, oh yeah. yeah and it was thick man it, they, they put it on thick of that spot so, <laughs> I hmm. bet. well at least you got at least you got the pipe in there because otherwise you had some uh probably moisture damage in the house oh i'm sure and so um, so we talked about Facebook earlier. You posted a Facebook question because it was the Kentucky Derby. Sure. Um, shout out to um, Always Dreaming. Did a good job on winning that, that yeah, my horse, race. Yeah, my horse gave up like right out of the gate. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about that horse? Yeah. Like what happened to that thing? I have no clue. I, I, it's probably at a glue factory now. Oh, you, yo, definitely. That or sold to Canada for steaks, <laughs> one of the two. Wow. The Trump Trump steaks. Um, I'm just kidding, Trump. Uh, your stakes do not come from horses. So <laughs> anyway, uh, but you post the question, like if you had a Kentucky Derby horse name, what would it be? Right. So do you want to read some of these? Um, yeah, go ahead and read yours first. Okay. Uh, if I were to enter one, when I think back, it should be called SFP Radio. Right, right. You know, Southern Fried, which actually Southern Fried for a horse would be actually kind of awesome. But um, I didn't think of that. I said Dink McFickelstein. That would be kind of funny hearing the announcers say that over right. and over, especially if it feels any attention. Right, and but, it's hard. Like, if you're going to say that, like, really fast, Dink McFickelstein. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine, was, mine was uh, Shiitake Happens. <laughs> Which is great. I like yeah. that one. So we had Dynamite Duke, uh-huh. a horse by any other name, was mm-hmm. pretty good. Yep. Uh, glue If You Don't Win. Uh, Moon Gravity. Too fast for the glue factory. Mm-hmm. Oh my darling Clementine, mm-hmm. wrong turn, which I thought was that's cool. a good one. Uh, one more lap, uh, almost glue. I thought it was pretty good. Cankles, <laughs> cankles, cankles. Mister, uh, Mrs. Ed. Oh, uh, I am lazy. No, I'm sorry, Mister Ned. Thank <laughs> preacher's daughter. Um, going places, lucky seven and broke leg. Wow, that's kind of painful for broke leg. So, so if you had to pick one. Right. Besides yours, what would it be? I, I like I like any of the glue references. I think those okay. are, I think those are pretty funny. All sure. right. So if we had to pick one of those, I'm going to say uh, glue. If you don't win, how about that one? <laughs> there you go. I like that one. That's that's, that's right. going to be the winner of my Kentucky Derby. There you go. <clears throat> All right. So good job. So stay tuned. I'm sure we'll probably have another podcast question of the week next week. So I like the questions of the week. Yeah, I think they're that's I think nice. they're fun. So kind of gives a little comedic break. You know, help, help people uh, can, can kind of contribute. Yeah. And that one was actually done by Kurt. Uh, so, Kurt, good job. There you go. Keep on trucking. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> or racing. Or Something whatever, like that. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. All right. So, we're going to go to um, a little bit of uh, some wacky news. Ooh, baby. 
Dink McFicklestein. Yes, sir. Wow. In the lead. <laughs> Do you know, and the other horse I was thinking of is what if you, you named it, won, won the Derby? Mm-hmm. So then you, you just, like, name your horse, won the Derby. Mm. So then when he's calling it. Won the Derby, won, won the, the Derby. Won the Derby, won the Derby. Yeah, there you go. That'd be kind of nice. Or uh, runner-up or <laughs> last place. <laughs> Trifecta is. Yeah, there, there you go. All right. So some wacky news. What do you got? Um, let's see. I actually have, uh, this is kind of a nightmare if you've ever been drinking. Never. Moderately. Yeah. But back in my younger, back in my Uh, younger twenties, yeah. You just kind of drink to be stupid. So anyway, this is kind of was always a a worse nightmare for a lot of my friends. A Pennsylvania woman ends up in the wrong house (laughs) and in bed after a night out drinking, let's say. Oh no. Yeah. Pennsylvania woman, uh, woke up to an unfamiliar sight. Saturday morning after a night <laughs> out drinking in a bed at the wrong home. Allison uh, Marie Pluskwiak. What? Yeah. Bless you. 36 was drinking at the lamppost in Lower Burrell Friday night when she decided to walk to a relative's house. Now, can I call a timeout? Was yeah. the lamppost a bar or is it was the actual lamppost? Uh, I, I don't think she was <laughs> sipping 40s out of a paper, paper bag uh, at the lamppost. Okay. But, you, right. but you never know, so. Uh, she tried entering a home near the bar by climbing through an open window. She eventually uh, failed and left the home, but she did drop her purse on her way out. Aww. So she allegedly walked uh, more than a mile to another home about and tried again. Climbing through a window, she succeeded this time and spent the rest of the night in a stranger's bed. Mm. So anyway, the homeowner um, contacted the p- local police, obviously, because mm-hmm. they, they were worried. And then um, the police chief just had his only comment was, she wasn't driving, and that was good. <laughs> so, Tim Weitzel, uh, police chief, excellent way to way to go, Tim. Way to go. Way to go. Is his name Tim? Um, yes. Okay. And, uh, but uh, however you say her last name, I don't mm. know, butchered again. But she was charged with burglary, uh, burglary for breaking into a house when someone was home and trespassing. So, okay. But she didn't kill anybody with a DUI. But high five for no DUI. There you go. So nice. But why? Why would you? What made her think? You got to think. I mean, mm. I know drunk logic is different from sound logic, right? But, but the first house you tried, so you're gonna walk another mile, right? It w- like what was the differences between house number two on your walk then right. like a mile later? Did you just like I'm done with this? I'm yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't quite get that. No. So what was what was your probably worst night that you've had where you just you woke up and like I honestly, yeah. Ooh, okay. Um, before I got married. Mm-hmm. I was uh, working a restaurant, and then we all went out to mm. a college town. We, we, oh, we lived near Clemson, so we went, went down there and hung out, and mm-hmm. I drank and ended up uh, waking up in somebody's yard because I tried <laughs> to walk also uh, back to my buddy's place and ended up with a sprinkler head going off right next to my head. <laughs> and then a dog. I woke up a little bit later with a dog uh, licking my face. <laughs> so that was the uh, worst night wow. ever. So mm. that, that, that was just one of those nights of just – I lost all mental sanity, but like I said, that was early, early on. So. Yeah. Thank God for grace, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But thank God to wake up like in a uh, a bed full of razor blades or used uh, needles or something, you know? <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't from? know. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying that was good. So, How about you? I, it, I went to the Christian school that you don't cuss, drink, curse, I did or too, chew. I did, too, and I had a keg in my uh, dorm room. <laughs> well, I, I the first drink that I ever had was a... Smirnoff on my bachelor party night and my bachelor party was me and a my best one of my best men 
we were packing my apartment. That, that was my bachelor party. <laughs> there you I had go. to pack the apartment. So Just that was a the wild first and crazy night. Wild and crazy. Mm. So that was the only drink, the first drink I had. And then I went from that just to bourbon. Mm. And then just, you know, now I like, I like beer and that kind of stuff. But again, it's just moderation. I think my bachelor like night, I ended up in the bushes because <laughs> someone dared me to jump into them. And then I came home. <laughs> And I was still living with my parents because I was 19. Mm. And uh, my mom actually spanked my rear end. Wow. Yeah, she held me down. She's hey, four, four foot ten. Mm-hmm. And she beat the snot out of me the mm. day before I got married. Was... Now that you mentioned, I do remember a time where I uh, was at uh, my friend's house. We It was a New Year's Eve. And I took out an inflatable Santa. So I mm. form tackled a Santa <laughs> on his back. <laughs> So, what did Santa do to you? Well, he was angry. He was staring at me funny. I remember that piece. He does have his eyes. Anyway. Wow, that was a derail, but that's all right. Uh, so here's my my thing. A, we've talked about my hatred of squirrels. Mm-hmm. I um, think, yeah, I think we've documented we've that. Documented. But this guy accidentally, he evidently, sorry, likes to hate possums more than I hate like to hate squirrels. The most misunderstood marsupial <laughs> in North America. And Lancaster, PA, um, and this is courtesy of Fox 8, a man trying to scare off possums started a fire that destroyed his home. Uh, A man started a fire in his backyard to scare away the animals, Uh, but the blaze caused $50,000 in damage to his Pennsylvania home. Uh, Unfortunately for him, the exterior residence was made out of wood, and the fire got out of control, and he burnt uh, the exterior part of his house. Uh, three mm. people were displaced from the damage caused by the fire, and one fire fire had to be treated for minor surgery injury. Uh, the man used charcoal lighter fluid and leaves in his backyard to start the fire, which has been ruled, watch this, accidental. Um, so he's trying to scare away these possums. But then I thought, you know, what do possums do? They play dead when they're scared. Mm-hmm. So if they get scared, they're just going to lay down. <laughs> it's not going to scare them away. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was just that just owned me for a second. Yeah, they're vicious. <laughs> I tell you what, they're they're they are vicious, aren't they're, they? They're not the they're not they 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 fell down the ugly tree oh. when they were you know yeah crafted out. Mm-hmm. So, but but they are actually uh, they're respectable animals here in North, mm-hmm. especially here in the South. Well, people eat them. Well, besides that, they're, they're I mean they're mar- they're our only marsupial here hmm. in uh, in America. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think so. I don't even know what marsupial means. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. It's the largest marsupial. What is so. a marsupial? Now you got to go Google that. Oh, man. I uh, forgot. You forgot. Yeah. I'm sure you're probably right. So now I'm literally Googling what is a marsupial. Uh, okay. So the only the thing that they are, they just have a pouch? Mm-hmm. That's that's it. It's like a kangaroo. You you looked at me like I was the idiot. Oh no, but but, but <laughs> also like but, but marsupials or the possums are actually good for like you know in the obviously not in your backyard or under your right. dryer vent, but you know marsupials are actually uh, possums are pretty good. <laughs> they, they actually they're they're immune to rattle uh, venomous rattlesnake bites yeah, and are. other snakes. So uh, they actually that's what they feed on mm-hmm. snakes and other critters and things like that. So they're yeah. actually. Good part of the you know for the environment. Yeah, we do eat them in here in the south. I, have you ever had possum before? I have not. Okay, maybe I should. So <laughs> it's it's a very very gamey meat. So it's uh, yeah because they, they eat everything you know. But I have tried it when back in my younger years, probably huh. when I was my childhood years. I think my grandfather or one of my aunts or uncles cooked it up. So uh, looking at Google and Wikipedia, so the known marsupials are kangaroos, wallabies, koalas, 
Here's the thing. Possums and then opossums. Are there, is there a difference? Um, Wombats and Tasmanian devils. Actually, I don't know if there's a dis- difference between opossums and possums. I don't think so because I, hmm. I, as far as in, uh, like the... Oh, yeah, there is. That's not a... The the common bushtail possum is not a regular Okay, possum. that's bushtail's from Australia, right? Seriously, that thing is cute. I would own one. Really? Yeah, look at this. Okay. He's that, cute. Yeah, that's definitely, that's def, definitely better looking than our po- uh, possum. <laughs> yeah. But Those, yeah, they're, they're they're not pretty. Plus, you know, when they play dead, they actually kind of emit like a smell. Mm-hmm. makes them stink. So it's a pretty cool defense mechanism, but they're vicious. I remember uh, <laughs> my parents' cocker spaniel got uh, cornered by one, and she was just going nuts. Yeah. And that possum, you know. I think I had the same defense in high school with girls. Like any time I saw a cute girl, I just admitted a foul smell and they ran <laughs> <Play> away. <dead. laughs> yeah. I played dead and admitted a foul there smell. You go. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Did not work very well, FYI. So, all right. You got any other wacky news? Uh, the only other wacky news we have is the Wicked Weed news. Okay. And I kinda, we kind of feed into that yeah. a little bit. Uh, so here in North Carolina, we have a thriving craft brew industry. I mean, it's we have them opening up yeah. every day. It seems like we could literally have one on the podcast for three years straight mm-hmm. and not have a recurring guest. Sure, sure. There's, there's, so po- there's podcasts out there that you know do that, focus on that. So, but uh, here's a here's a little story came out of Asheville, and Asheville. I'm sure if uh, if you're not from North Carolina, Asheville is kind of like the uh, the San Francisco of the East Coast. I mean, it's, it's just the Austin of Texas of North Carolina. Yeah, it's just a, a bunch of creative people. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll use that liberally, and um, <laughs> it's it's a unique place. I mean, mm-hmm. great food, sure. great beer, great arts, things like that. It's just yep. a unique place. Um, anyway, there was a brewery up there that started four years ago called Wicked Weed. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Wicked Weed was very successful. Grew to be a pretty uh, a monster in the industry. They had a lot of uh, bite in the. Uh, arena of voting and stuff with the craft brew industry and to mm-hmm. help you know move move along bills that would present to lobbyists and things like that so they were they were uh they were up there um wicked weed last week announced um that they were selling to mm-hmm. anheuser-busch and of course wow. anheuser-busch is the behemoth mm-hmm. uh, of american beer of course not not owned by america but, but um it's uh they're a behemoth and they that's what they're doing right now they're they uh Anheuser-Busch has recognized the craft brew movement. Mm. And, of course, you know, Budweiser evidently comes once in a while comes up with a, hey, here's Budweiser Slug. This is our, our mm. craft brew. And not, it's not the best beer in the world. Right. So, um, anyway, Anheuser-Busch has been going around to local communities. And um, there's a, a, a brewery out of, a microbrewery out of Texas they just bought. Um, they've also bought several other ones around the country and they're starting to bring those in house. Right. Some of them are staying locally and brewing, but a majority of them are actually moving to wherever Anheuser-Busch is producing, wow. causing some speculation that, uh, that the quality and the, the true heart and soul behind the uh, brew is, is being lost. So sure. anyway, uh, when Wicked Weed announced last week that they were selling, they, they proudly pronounced on all their social media and of course news uh, followed suit with their sale. And well, the, uh, the fact that the hashtag suckers didn't really help. <laughs> there was a bunch of creative <laughs> hashtags out there. But um, anyway, so the the craft brew industry and also craft brew fans mm-hmm. uh, just revolted. I yeah. mean, it was, it was uh, some great reading, you know, on the comments <laughs> on Facebook page after Wicked Weed announced um, that they sold. So, yeah, it's 
you have to go back and read. Just uh, look up Wicked Weed, and uh, you can go back and look at some of the comments. But so they've been feeling this this backlash from fans, and um, also like I said, the small breweries that are part of this guild here in North Carolina mm-hmm. helps move along the craft brew industry. So uh, on their agenda was a a, a a thing called the Funkatorium, which happens in July, uh, which actually goes to a benefit of charity and stuff like that. So they've That's held good. this they've held this Funkatorium or it was also previously known as Funk Asheville um, every year. And they had, um, you know, obviously like food, but also they had a lot of the local craft brews across the state would come to this invitational to display their, their uh, crafts and stuff like that. I think they had 75 or 77 signed up this year wow. to debut. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, as of yesterday, 49 had dropped out. Whoa. So uh, that was the backlash. I, I mean, and they were just announcing through their social medias, you know, we're, we're not going to support Wicked Weed. Yeah. And they're sellout, you know, yeah. s- selling those souls to the, the devil. Sure. So um, they started backing out, pulling out, pulling out. Well, just announced um, today, which is uh, uh, Wednesday, mm-hmm. that uh, they actually have canceled now the, the invitation. So um, it's being held. It's being I mean, just they're taking black eyes for this. So, of course, I'm sure, I'm sure they care, but they don't care because yeah. they got a, a probably a nice size check for sure. selling the name and stuff like that. But it's um, it, it's definitely uh, been a, it's definitely been a black eye on, on the wicked weed. So, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen from here on out. But um, we actually have uh, we actually have on our show today doing a call in segment is uh, Marty Jackson. He is one of the owners. I think the operational manager at uh, Commoners Brewing, which we actually had on a previous episode. So mm-hmm. please go back and check our catalog for that. But he is calling in, and we'll get his response from that also. Mm-hmm. So we have on the phone today, we have Marty Jackson from Commoners Brewing. He's going to give us a little bit of uh, inside baseball, I guess, with the Craft Brewers Guild or Clan or Society. or <laughs> <laughs> These guys are pretty tight-knit community. So welcome to the show, Marty. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on again. So we gave a little we gave a little bit of a scope about Wicked Weed and what happened last week here in the North Carolina area, and then the invitational that they've done for the past few years has been canceled now. So, kind of give us a little inside baseball on what um, the craft brew uh, community is saying right now. Well, I tell you, um, you know, the most of it has been pretty negative. I know when the news broke uh, last week, um, I just spent a few minutes on their social media platforms, and I mean, it was. The, the public reaction from people just the not even like the craft beer community of breweries but just like people that are just invested in the craft beer community as a, a consumer i mean they're they were just getting bombarded with mm. i mean i mean it started with fu and went downhill from there <laughs> it <laughs> went downhill <laughs> you, you could only go you know, up from there yeah yeah i mean you know it's like you, you figure you could you can't dig a hole much deeper but <laughs> i mean there were some there were some people that got pretty creative with their uh, <laughs> with their displeasure. It was uh, it was kind of entertaining reading, but you know, dis- disappointing that I had to had to read it. But. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I guess uh, I guess what I what I've re- what I've read is that um, you know the Wicked Weed guys basically. I mean, they had a success story, you know, uh, from scratch and oh. and created this created this thriving brand after four years, and all of a sudden they just kind of sold their souls to the devil. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's that's kind of the what you're hearing a lot right now. And I mean, you know, I tried to you know, put myself in their position. I mean, they built a great company. Sure. It's one of the most recognized brands in the area. Um, and I'll be honest, they've got several beers that I dearly love. I mean, I just drank their I, Lieutenant as a, Dink. As a as a as a person, as an individual, not as a you know as a brewer, 
um, you know, I'm a little upset because I can't buy their beer anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that kind of goes against the grain. It well, you know, it, they did. You know, they did. You know, partner up with you know one of the what we consider one of the bad guys. I mean, it's hard to spend my money uh, on a company that is actively trying to keep people like me or put people like me out of business. Right. I mean, it's like you know, it's it just doesn't make much sense to you know if you want to kill me, I'm not going to hand you the gun. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> So, uh, but you know, but you know, it is that, that from a personal level, I, you know, I'm upset that, you know, I love the Funkatorium. Uh, I was up there, uh, I guess it was about, uh, eight months ago mm-hmm. and, uh, we went up with some friends and that was one of the highlights of the weekend. I just, I had a blast up there. Yeah. I enjoyed the beer, the knowledge of the staff. I mean, the staff was really good, but you know, unfortunately, like I said, the, you know, Anheuser-Busch is, he's got some business practices that. Um, and philosophies, they don't want to see the smaller craft beer community thrive, and they're actively trying to do things to hurt them. And part of that is purchasing uh, companies like Wicked Weed that have a great name brand recognition in mm-hmm. the craft community. And it's just, you know, overall, it's going to hurt the small guys. And it's, it's, it's hard to support that. I'm disappointed in it. But, sure. you know, the flip side of that is I understand when you create a brand and create a company. And it's got a market value and somebody comes in and lays out enough zeros, you know, eventually the zeros are going to talk. Oh yeah. And, I agree with you that. Know, and I mean, as, as much as I would hope that if I'm ever faced with that situation, I would make a different decision. It's really hard to judge an individual for, you know, supporting or setting his family up for who knows how yeah, long. Sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a tough so, struggle, right? Like, I mean, if you, you know, like we talked about basketball and these kids, you know, going to the NBA, like if you have a shot to go make millions, you kind of, kind of almost have to, I feel like just for yeah. your family. And, and yeah. It's a tough uh, call. But you know, the, the flip side of that too, is there are some, there are some craft brew brewers that are doing it right and still keeping it family owned and making their, you know, they're, they're not selling out to the big guys. Hmm. And I mean, there are some resources that are now available to them that they wouldn't have had otherwise. But, you know, again, I, it, it, I find it disappointing. I, I'm a, you know, I was shocked more than anything. I didn't see it coming. I, I don't think many people did. I think that's why you've seen such a backlash. I think hmm. there were, they were such an, uh, they were a big part of the uh, craft beer community up in Asheville. And I think a lot of people in Asheville are yeah. taken aback and angry. Yeah, if we know anything about Asheville, they're they're not very franchise or or big corporation friendly there. So I mean, they they yeah will... yeah yeah. I think the first dude to franchise weed up there is probably going to get thrown out of town. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Starbuds. <laughs> now we, I, I think uh, you've seen Anheuser. Like I think I've said uh, this a couple times before, but uh, you see Anheuser Busch will swallow up these small brewers, and they may even move operations. You know, there's there's a good yeah. op, there's a good op, chance of that, but and you know, back in the day when there was so many independent brewers before uh, this new craft brew movement, the, the larger companies would just swallow the name and then just can the name. You know, yeah. So they 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 would take somebody's they would take a name and they put Budweiser in the can and slap that name on it and send it out the door. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, and I'll be honest, they they've purchased some people in the past, and the quality of the product has gone down. I mean, I'm not going to call out specific names. Sure. But there were other beers in the past that when they were a small setup, they were they were a good beer and it was something worth enjoying. And they got picked up by the big guys and, you know, they 
went from their micro management to the macro management and all of a sudden the quality of the product just wasn't what it used to be. So yeah, when you you try to mass produce it, definitely you lose some some of the quality. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anything that you know, it's like you know, everybody complains about remember when you when you were in school, nobody liked cafeteria food. <laughs> you know, and and every every military movie you've ever seen, the joke is about how food is, right? Right. So, I mean, well, part of it is because you're mass producing for hundreds of people. You can't possibly season food for hundreds of people and make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. So they just make it as bland as cardboard and let you pour a ton of salt on it and stomach it down and be happy with it. <laughs> That's basically what the macro beer is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we're going to make the most watered down product we possibly can to satisfy as many tastes as we possibly can, and we'll hope they'll eat some spicy food and make it tolerable. That's right. If you eat some some habanero wings and your mouth is on fire, you can't taste the Budweiser anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you giving us a, (laughs) letting us call you and giving us a perspective and, yeah. I'm sure we'll hear more about this fallout, I'm sure. so. Oh, I'm sure. it's gonna. I think it's going to continue. And I think, uh, I don't know, I think you might see some of the local guys even band together even stronger um, out of this. So. No, I agree. You wanna, while we have you here for a second, do you want to give any updates uh, on uh, commoners? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, construction is coming along. We are right there at the tail end of it. Um, nice. we're hoping that it will be done, uh, in the next, uh, 10 days or so, cool. uh, could be, could be a little bit longer. We got, we're in the uh, inspection phase where, you know, people are coming through and inspecting the work and making sure it's uh, passing code and things like that. So you never know when there might be an issue that will set you back a little bit, but we're hoping about 10 days, um, brewing system delivered, uh, earlier this week. Nice. So it is, uh, sitting in the, uh, sitting in the space in crates right now. So we're looking forward to getting construction done so we can break those open and set it up and start making some beer. Uh, look for us in June. Uh, opening some, should be opening sometime in June. Very awesome. Cool. Whenever you need us to come inspect the beer, we'll be glad to do that. <laughs> uh, we will be happy to have we're you guys sure over. I uh, actually would love to have you over maybe for uh, brew day. Cool. Uh, while yeah. we are, you know, get, before we get open, let you guys come over and just hang out with us while we're making a little bit. And, Dude, that'd be awesome. You know, maybe you guys can, uh, you know, just, like I said, just hang out and just have some fun. Very cool. I'm Sounds all great. about that. All right. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it. And check out anytime, uh, guys. Hey, y- y'all have a nice evening. Yeah. Where, where can we, oh, go ahead and remind everybody where they can find you on social media too. Oh yes, uh, it's uh, at Commoners Brewing. Um, we are social, or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our website is uh, CommonersBrewingCompany.com. Uh, the new site will be launching on Friday of this week, so keep your eye open for that. And uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Thanks, Marty. This is, uh, once again, Marty from Commoners Brewing. Appreciate you coming on today, man. Yes, sir. You guys have a great evening. All right, man. You too now. All right, Marty. All right, we'll, we appreciate it, man. I'm sure we'll see you soon. All right, man. I'm right, you thanks, definitely will. Talk thanks, to you man. soon. Hey, guys. It's me, Big Ain. Summer is made for grilling and chilling, and you, too, can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce. Bad Mother Smokers is perfect match for that favorite meat, veggies, or even that secret ingredient in a pot of chili. Check out BadMotherSmokers.com to place your order. And if you want to be a barbecue pit master like Mojo, enter the promo code MOJO for 10% off your order. Visit BadMotherSmokers.com or the sponsor section of our website at SouthernFriedPhilosophy.com.
Welcome back to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. As promised, we have on our uh, on our phone line today, we actually have David Caldwell with Black Warrior Smokers out of Sneed, Alabama. Wanted to have him on today. I've been following him for quite a while. I'm getting ready to order a, a, a smoker, a trailer smoker, not you know a little kettle smoker or whatever from <laughs> Lowe's, but uh, the Big Daddy deal so we can do some bigger events here and uh, you know cook some some pork butts and ribs and stuff mm-hmm. like that for our church and whatever else we want to do. But mm-hmm. So welcome to the show, David. Hey, thanks for having me, Brandon and Biggin. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I mean, I've turned down a lot of interviews. Oh, I'm and, sure. Uh, you, you guys are the first. Well, good, man. Glad, glad <laughs> I, to have you well, on. Uh, that's a lie. Uh, I've never been interviewed, but you, the truth is you guys are the first. Oh, good, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> nothing, li- nothing like your first, right? Nothing like that's, your first. That's it. <laughs> so uh, Black Warrior Smokers, let, let's get a little rundown. How, how did you start this? Did you... Uh, it, did you work for a big smoking company or something like a smoker company and just decide to? <laughs> we did, and it's it's really crazy how all you know everybody that's involved came together. Uh, um, the people who own um, Black Warrior Smokers bought it uh, from a guy, and you know bought the patent, brought you know his his design, and and when we started, we only really had our Cherokee model, and uh, I didn't come in until we started fabricating, you know, actual smokers. And not that I knew at that time how to smoke on this level, but I was kind of into it. Uh, the owners knew I was into it. Um, so when we got it and we built our first prototype, we kind of we kind of want to start looking around at how to make it better. And we kind of had the luxury of not having to uh, make a house payment, car payment with it. It was more of a passion than it was, you know, bread and butter. Sure. So, um a guy I really respect in the barbecue world, his name's Mike Wilson. He owns Salisbury Barbecue, which oh, is yeah. in Homewood, Alabama, which is right out a suburb of Birmingham. And uh, kind of took one to him and a couple other guys, and uh, they came back with, with awesome feedback. And it wasn't big things that we needed to change. It was a lot of little things. It didn't cost any more money. It just made it a much better product. Uh, so kind of once we got it where we wanted it, like I said, all we had is the Cherokee model and we started doing a little bit of marketing. Uh, and I, I came in to kind of do the sales and marketing on it. Nice. Um, and you know, once we got it where we wanted it, we kind of built it slow, built it slow. And, and then it just kind of took off after the Facebook page and, and website. Wow. So just, uh, for, uh, for listeners sake, like I said, these are trailer smokers. Um, most of them are. I guess for people that do larger events and things like that. But I, the reason I want to have you on, this is this is kind of that time of year where you start to see people crack open. Oh, absolutely. Uh, crack open the yeah. grills and the smokers. And um, mm-hmm. you, you see every town has their own type of uh, squeal and pig uh, barbecue contest competition. <laughs> absolutely, so, yes, yes. Um, so I, I'm sure you guys are probably staying busy with people. Uh, I guess you guys shipping out and people come picking up their smokers and stuff like that. So um, your smokers and stuff like that, do they uh, – are they – reverse flow are they yeah every every one of our smokers is reverse flow unless a customer wants an offset or something else but our you know our wheelhouse our comfort zone is is a reverse flow and and that that takes a lot to get where you want it to exactly and how to cook right you know Mm -hmm. so you know our our smokers you know they you'll have a two degree variance from one end to the other so on a five foot barrel that's that's pretty phenomenal sure um you know, and, and it's the time, it's the material that we use, but it's also the time you take with a door uh, after you roll it. And the thing about us is we build every unit from the floor up. We even build the axle. So the trailer frame, every cooking component on it, 
Yeah, you know, we build everything uh, except for the tires and wheels and trailer hardware. So, so, Uncle, and, uh, so Uncle Jimmy doesn't have like a a, a junkyard full of 1957 <laughs> yeah, through uh, exactly. 62 uh, cars that you're taking axles off of. That's cool. Exactly. So we 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 really pride ourselves on building it from the floor up and being as as involved as we are because we don't like I said we don't have to order a whole lot and there's a lot of time that goes into the door on the smoker because we'll roll. Uh, the barrel out of a flat sheet of quarter inch steel. And then it's a lot of, it's a lot of tedious work with a door. You can't just cut that out. The whole thing will work. There's a lot of, a lot of little things like that, but yeah. And it's, it's been great, you know, and, and our guys know how to build them and, and we do do really well with it. And we, like I said, we started with the Cherokee. Uh, and then after that, it was a lot of our customers asking for stuff. It was a lot of us just coming up with stuff and, you know, we have about four or five models on our website. Uh, nice. So, and we have one that's that's set up a little bit. You know, our Cherokee has, you know, has a firebox, the, the reverse flow smoker barrel, and the charcoal grill on it. And then we have some other models that's kind of grown out of that. And it's really, you know, but we still specialize. If some if some guy calls me and says, hey, uh, can you do this? Well, we build it from the floor up, so Yes. You know, wow. we can do it. We yeah. can add a basket here. We can add this. We can add that and, and really make it, you know, a custom custom deal too. Nice. David, I'm I'm a moron when it comes to grilling. So the, the only mm-hmm. smoking I really do is when I burn all the stuff that's on my, like, Lowe's grill. <laughs> so, not, it's, it's all unintentional, I guarantee you. So, yeah. so what is a reverse flow smoker? Like, what does that do? And what separates yours from anybody else's? Well, the reverse flow is, is a great way to cook because what we do is we'll go inside the barrel and we'll weld a um, diverter plate right up under the, the bottom cooking grate. And you'll notice uh, if you visit our website or, or see our smokers, the smokestack is on the same end as the firebox. So that smoke has to travel out of the firebox and go all the way down the barrel before it rises, comes across the meat, and goes out the stack. Gotcha. And what that does is it gives that smoke time to get to a constant temp hmm. before it cooks the meat. So that's why you have a two-degree variance from one end of that barrel to the other. You don't have any hot spots, any cold spots. You're not in there moving meat around. Once you get it set to the temp, you just let it eat. And uh, <laughs> I tell people this all the time, and it's so true. Um, you know, we want people smoking the old-school way. We want them using real wood. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we want to make it as low maintenance as possible. And a smoker is only as good as how well to hold temp. So that's where that's what we pride ourselves on. That's that's what our customers, you know, come back and tell us that ours do so well. And uh, that's it. I mean, the reverse flow is all the benefits of a rotisserie without all the moving parts that are going to break down and have oh, to be nice. replaced. Okay. Not uh, so. So it's, it's a real it's a real even cook. It's a real. It's just a great way to cook. And I guess uh, explain versus the uh, offsets you mentioned that model or like an mm-hmm. offset smoking earlier. Yeah, we, we recently did one. We sponsor a guy named Tyler Cannon, and he's out of Texas. And um, he's he's a brisket guy, of course, and he's, he's great. I mean, best br- brisket you'll ever eat. And uh, we recently built an offset for him. It was way out of our comfort zone, uh, but – but, you know, he kind of came up with a design and we did it. And the things that he brought to the table and the ideas we brought to the table, it cooked great. Most offset smokers, though, will be hotter on because your stacks on the opposite end of the firebox. So 
a lot of them tend to be hotter by the firebox and you'll have hot spots and stuff. Mm-hmm. The way he designed, he is, and, and we sat down and we had many conversations and, and many, you know, collaborations on how to build it and the best way to build it. And it turned out great. So we were happy to get out of our comfort zone uh, to try something new. And we always are. And that's why we'll take on, you know, custom jobs. Very cool. Um, just for, for listeners, I know that a lot of the Texas brisket masters, um, they, they do use a reverse flow smoker. So I guess, yeah, they, I guess they like that, that smoke rolling over there and penetrating as much as they can. And that, that was Tyler's third smoker from us. Right. Wow. We <laughs> yeah. built one, we built one for him. He had sold it. Uh, it was a standard model we had, we, that we did first. He came back with another design. It did great. Uh, wanted to try this. So you know, okay. we did this for him, and, and it worked out. I'm going to have to get his number from you when I'm in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's another great thing about our and, – and we'll say it. We'll say it on the on the Facebook page, you know, welcome to the Black Warrior family. But it really is a family, and that's why I tell guys all the time, you know, if you're uncomfortable with, with cooking a piece of meat, and a lot of guys are scared of brisket because it's expensive mm-hmm. and it's really easy to mess up. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the beauty of having – this community that we've built, you know, through our customers, I can get you in touch with a guy who's an expert with brisket or a guy that's an expert at whole hog or, or anything else, you know? So, and a lot of guys coming into this are seasoned veterans. A lot of guys have never smoked in their life. They just saw the grill and had money and was like, Hey, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I deal, I deal a lot with that in restaurant consulting, you know, people, people have money, people have money. They have a dream of opening a restaurant and they call me when they fail. So gotcha. do you know anybody that's got a lot of money that wants to invest in a podcast? Cause that'd be great. I need that guy. That's right. I'll send them you guys. <laughs> what, uh, what, tell, tell you, talk to us about your uh, customers. Like you said, I, I think you've, uh, mention it's a family and it, Man, they're there to help. I mean, obviously do, what kind of, uh, what kind of people are out there rolling, uh, during these festivals and stuff like that? What kind of, what kind of food they produce and getting uh, championships to claim, you know, fame. That's, that's the beauty of, of what I get to do as far as talking to everybody. The, the awesome thing about it is our customers and how diverse they are and just, just meeting. And I've talked, you know, we have, a, we have smokers in Seattle to Rhode Island, Michigan, you know, to Miami. I mean, and everybody's different, you know, Mm. everybody's, everybody's different, but they all, you know, they're black, they're white, they're, they're, they're well off. They're, you know, they're like me who just, you know, they're just all these different people, but they all have one thing in common and that's the love of cooking and and cooking this way. Uh, So it kind of brings everybody together. You got at least one thing in common in a world where, you know, everything's, a lot of things try to divide people. Cooking always brings people back together. And um, cooking in this way uh, is a brotherhood, really. I mean, it really is. So our customers are great. I mean, from my Haitian brothers in Miami who live in Little Haiti that, mm. you know, I keep up with to this day. A lot of our customers I'm personal friends with on Facebook or, or I keep up with, they'll send pictures of them winning, you know, awards. Uh, and they're either winning trophies with it hmm. or they're making money with it, you know, and they're living the dream because they're doing something that they love and they're doing it on something that you build. It's kind of like it's, we're just supplying the canvas. They're they're stroking the brush, you know. Uh, right. Nice. They're the, they're the guys that 
and that's what we love to see. And that's that's the payoff for us. Send me pics of what you're doing with it. Sure. I want to see it. And it all, it never fails. It's, I'm a big guy, and I love to eat. <laughs> Amen. And I'll, I'll be starving, and somebody will send me a picture of this awesome-looking butt or ribs or something. I'll be like, that's awesome. I'm dying now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are confirming it. They're sending you pictures of, like, pork butt. Is that correct? Not just butts in general? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pork butt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't yeah. run across anybody's bare butt yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, you know, through the time. But, I mean, it's people from from Ricky Young with the Wild Feathers who's in Nashville, you know, and they, they have a band. So it's it's people like that to, you know, and, and a lot of our customers are just guys that want it in their backyard. They want to take it to, you know, the game on Saturday or Sunday. They want to take it to the lake. They want to do family reunions, things like that. Uh, so there's a wide array of people who are into it. And the, the cool thing about it now is, and I know this is Southern fried philosophy, mm. but the, the cool thing about it now is, is, is where it's catching ground, you know, like in Michigan and mm. in Minnesota. And I got a nice. guy coming down, you know, later this month from Chicago mm. and these guys are killing it because nobody else is cooking like that there, you know? Yeah. That um, makes sense. So they're just, you know, it's fun to see something, that that I claim is my own being from the south like you guys. I mean barbecue's ours, you know. It's life. But but it's still it's still cool to see it catching on in other places uh of the world. I just I just hope they don't mess it up like driving. Cuz Yankees Do, are horrible driving. It, that's right. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. I, I I think we've said this on the show probably a million times now, but um food is definitely a people can come to the table with that. You don't have to be in some political or religious battle, you can just come and eat together and break bread. So, or or eat pig, or beef. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, chicken. absolutely. So, so we that's that's the name of the game, man. And, and building relationships and and uh, and sharing a passion. That's know? right. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm a and part. That, the thing about barbecue, and I'll say this, and uh, but it's I tell people this all the time: barbecue is so regional, and what mm-hmm. works here in North Alabama may not even work in South Alabama. Yeah, but I. I travel a lot with this business and I'm always going to get the dive. I'm always going to find the hole in the wall barbecue mm-hmm. place that everybody says is great. So I've tried a lot of it. I love all of it. You see me, you'll, you'll realize, Hey, this guy, <laughs> he likes barbecue. You know? <laughs> um, but you know, if it's cooked right, you know, and people do different things with it, um, you know, it's all good, but it's all different, man. It's just mm-hmm. so it's wherever you come from. I mean, it's soul food at its finest. I mean, it's, it's it's where you're from mm. and you can eat at a place you know i'll go to saws in in homewood i'm home you know mm. i know that mm. uh it's, it's such a big connection to where you're from you meet and, and speaking of these little uh dive barbecue places i mean you meet the most friendliest people there too they're i mean just salt of the earth or they're not pretentious. Oh, I mean you're you're usually rolling up on a picnic table and you're served on a butcher block you know paper awesome, so man. yeah I got- I was down close to Jackson, Mississippi, and I go to this place called the Smokehouse. I, I'd heard about it through some customers down there and some other things. This is my first time there. I go in, I sit down, and I ask the waitress, I was like, are we talking baby back? Because I'm going to judge a place on the ribs. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go in and get the ribs. Uh, are we talking baby back? Are we talking St. Louis? Are we talking spare? Mm-hmm. And she turns around, taps this guy on the shoulder, and she's like, hey, what do we have? She didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh 
And the guy turns around and says, St. Louis. I was like, good. It didn't really matter. I'm going to take a slap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she brings him out, and the guy that was sitting there having dinner with the other people, he turns around. His name's Boo. He's the guy that owns it. There you go. And, and we're sitting in his granddad's house. Wow. So he turned his granddad's house into a restaurant. That's and he cool. sat down, and he talked barbecue with us for – you know, 45 minutes while we ate, brought out different foods for us, you know, Hey, try this. And I was like, hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not a guy that's, that's critiquing your food, but it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he, he just kept bringing it out. And of course we kept eating it. <laughs> sure. And, uh, oh, the bread pudding he had. Man. Oh, uh, bread pudding. Uh, we haven't, we haven't it, had dinner yet. So thanks. And, <laughs> and the, uh, and everybody, all the barbecue places in, in uh, Mississippi, they have, um, uh, Let's see, they, they have so much different stuff, but they all do um, tamales. Oh, wow. And they all put their own twist on tamales. I don't know what it is about them down there, but it's it's glorious. Mm. I mean, it really is. I have to, have to stop in Mississippi <laughs> next time I'm there. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. What, what type of, uh, I mentioned North Alabama, what, what type of uh, regional barbecue do you guys do there? Because here, obviously, in the Carolinas, we have, we have a, the barbecue wars here. Is it vinegar-based? Mm-hmm. Is it... Yeah, Eastern Carolina is a mustard based out of South Carolina. I mean, what 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 do you guys have there in Northern Alabama? Man, the the claim to fame here is is our white sauce. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. does it. You know, uh, I'm more of a a vinegar based. Uh, you know, I want some heat and I want a little sweet. Mm-hmm. But uh, the you know the white sauce it's great and I love it. I I, I can't do it on pork. I can do it on chicken. I can do it mm-hmm. on some sausage. Uh, it's not great on pork to me, but, you know, I have a great recipe for white sauce. I mean, and, and everybody's going to do it now. And I, I want to say it started with Big Bob Gibson in Decatur, right. Alabama. Right. And he won Memphis in May with it. And he's, you know, he's a legend. Um, and he kind of did it. And then everybody else kind of caught on to it. And it's one of those things. You either love it or you hate it. You know? <laughs> no, right. You know? I, I think the white sauce is like the uh, the shrimp sauce from the Japanese restaurants. It, uh, it, yum, yum sauce yeah. is what I call it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's, yeah, but, but even here, you know, you have a, you have a bunch of different styles of sauces. I love them all, you know, mm. I have preferences, but, um, but I'm going to eat all of them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what's uh you said some some hole in the walls now i know um you know alabama that that area is known for dreamland barbecue um mm-hmm. and, and i've had mm-hmm. i was able to have some of their ribs and they're mm-hmm. very good uh what's the best one that you've you've had maybe like a hole in the wall um man i gotta stick with like i said it's home so i would i would go with Saul's. okay um the smokehouse was was in uh outside of jackson was definitely uh, you know, a go-to, hmm. you know, there's, there's, there's a lot that started out holding the walls and they've kind of, yeah, you know, right. gotten, gotten different, right. kind of like dreamland, you know, yep. I was in school in Tuscaloosa, dreamland was a wood building and yeah. it was great. You know, uh, it was just a little bitty building and, um, and you went in there and you got ribs and, you know, you, you did not ask for pulled pork. You didn't ask <laughs> right. for, you didn't ask for anything other than the ribs sure. and white bread, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, and it's not just a hole in the walls, but I mean, I'm a I'm a lover of Rendezvous in Memphis too. I mean, mm. uh, it's it's just a great, it's just a great rib. But and the same thing with there's another place down here. It's called a Full Moon Barbecue, mm. and a guy named Pat James. He he coached with Bear Bryant. 
Oh, wow. And Bear Bryant was the one that kind of gave him the name Full Full Moon because he was a large fella. <laughs> so, and it was right down the road from where I was working at the time, a little print company. So I would eat there every day. And uh, Pat would be in there every day. His his wife made homemade carrot cake hmm. and they had that. Um, but it was so awesome, you know, and I miss it. And I still try to go down to Bur- it's downtown Birmingham. I still try to get down there and have it. But, hmm. um, some uh, some brothers bought it and they've kind of expanded and they expanded the menu same with dreamland they kind of expanded everything um but but full moon the original out of this world Hmm. uh dreamland the original you know is great um when you start to expand i found when you start getting out you you lose a little bit of the consistency yeah well same same thing happened same thing happened out of with a uh, restaurant that was based out of the coastal south carolina called sticky fingers Mm. if you ever heard heard of them Mm -hmm. but man as soon as they went that corporate route they just they lost their soul exactly uh, they just lost consistency so that is so right man and that's the same thing here and uh uh, you know, you can go back to the original, and you can you, the consistency's still there because their best guy still working the pit. Yeah, he's probably know, been there for forty years. Yeah, we're doing whatever. But yeah. yeah, I hit sticky fingers, and uh, we'll go up to Chattanooga every once in a while. But uh, I'm I, I like their wings. But you're right. I mean, you never know. I want to go in and know what I'm getting. And at the whole new walls where it's done with love, care, mm-hmm. and the guy who who did you know who owns the restaurant is the guy probably that's cooking. Mm-hmm. It, you know, yeah, that's right. Right. Um, you're right. It loses consistency when you get out, and uh, the the battle for those guys is to keep it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, and I'm imagining the same is going goes through for your company as well. It's like it's going to be you know the same guys making the the same uh, smokers over and over again, and you know just bringing that quality and that care to those. Smokers. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. And and I I had a guy I met at the shop today, and um he was asking, you know, how far we're, we're booked out. And I was like, well, we're scheduled out till, you know, the middle of July probably wow. right now. Goodness. So, and I told him and it's true. And I really didn't think about it until I was talking to him. And I, I do that a lot. Think <laughs> he, was there, he was there and I was like, you know, you know, we got, we got our guys who weld and we got our guys who do things with a smoker. And we, I guess we really don't trust anybody else. You know, we don't want hmm. to, bring a bunch of people in and half train them and say, here, here you go, you know, mm, uh, right. give it a shot and we'll lose any of our quality. Uh, we want to make sure when you're shipping a smoker from Sneed, Alabama to Seattle, Washington, you cannot afford to be wrong at mm. anything. Right. You know, you can't, you can't take a chance uh, going to Michigan, Rhode Island, Miami. You cannot, it cannot leave and not be right. Sure. You know, that's right. So uh, I guess we want to keep it here. Yes, it's a pain to have to wait a couple of months on, on a smoker, uh, but it's going to be done right, and it's going to mm-hmm. be the right way, and we, we don't want to give up. We don't right. want to give up quality. for. And I tell this is my line, and I'll tell you guys on the radio, we're, we're not a company sitting there. You know, we're a happy medium. We're not mass producing these things, but at the same time, we're not a guy in his garage that doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> um, so we, we want the consistency to stay there. We like the guys that we have in place. And we're going to roll with it, you know, with what we got. And, uh, and and we lose customers because they don't want to wait. And mm-hmm. there's guys who, you know, I'll be like, well, when do you need it? I need it yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we try to accommodate as much as we can, and we try to leave room in the schedule to plug a guy in here and there. But uh, but all those holes quickly got filled. I think we got 
close to 30 on the schedule between yes. now and the middle of July. So, and that's pushing it for us, but I tell everybody this too, we're not going to work. We're not going to work faster. We're just going to work longer. Yeah. Um, Quality is going to be there because guys will be like, well, don't rush it. I don't want to, it's going to be right. You right. know, don't worry about that. David, I'm a, I'm a guy from Kentucky. So I understand that, uh, that time produces better things, including bourbon. Um, so, <laughs> so you can say you, you guys are the bourbon of, uh, of smokers. So. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Very cool. Well, That's man. It. I think we, uh, you got anything else? No, I was just going to say, how can, uh, if I order one of your smokers through Amazon Prime, do I get free shipping? <laughs> I made it on Amazon yet, man. Uh, well, uh, why don't you tell our listeners where they can get a hold of you? And Yeah, I mean, I, I love people checking us out on, on Facebook uh, at Black Warrior Smokers uh, because, and I tell everybody, you know, because 97% of the people who buy our smokers buy them sight unseen. Mm. And that's a lot of trust to put in us. And all you have to go on is my word, and all you really have to go on, you can look at reviews on Facebook, and I love Facebook reviews because I'm the administrator of our page, and I can't take one off. Nice. They are what they are. Uh, so if somebody put a one star, these guys are terrible, it's on there, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, so go to our Facebook page, Black Warrior Smokers, or go to our website, blackwarriorsmokers.com. My cell phone number's on both. So okay. uh, people ask me, you know, that's pretty, pretty brave. I said, well, I want people to get in touch with me 24 seven, even our customers after they leave. Hmm. Uh, Cause I'll go into a long spiel about how to operate it. <laughs> I want, I want, if they forget something, I want to be able to get in touch with me at any time. Cause some guy might be seasoning a smoker at like two in the morning. Hmm. Yeah. You know, believe me, I've gotten calls and that's, <laughs> that's fine. Call me and, um, you know, tell me what you want. Or if, if it's like the guy today, we'll sit down and, and come up with something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll put you on the schedule. We don't, uh, I might get in trouble for saying this. We don't, we don't charge a deposit. We build every unit on our customer's word and our word. Wow. Uh, so we're going to put you on the schedule. It's going to be ready on the pickup date. And uh, you don't know it's a dime until you pick it up. See, that's another thing I love about the South is everything's just on a gentleman's word, right? Hand, handshake like, deal, yeah. 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 I love it. You look a man in the eye and then your word's your bond. So Absolutely. And out of the, out of the 800 something that we've sold, we, we've probably been burned four or five times, but we're not going to let that change the way mm-hmm. we do business because 99.9% of the people in the barbecue world are good, hardworking people that just, that are like you and I, you know, mm-hmm. they're just, they're good people. Well, obviously you have such high demand. I'm sure you probably sell yeah. that unit, right? Or somebody's got, you know, that unit. So yeah. You know, yeah. Oh it. yeah. We don't, don't worry. It's like the, it's like the nineties with Harley Davidson, man. I mean, they, exactly. you know, you, but people, like I said, that's a lot of trust to put in us. That's a way we can show trust back to our sure, customers. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, have you thought about a Southern fried philosophy model? Can you just roll one out? That's, you know, our colors hey. and have the logo on it. Yeah, you you come up with a design and and we'll do it. <laughs> if it awesome. hey, if it's we'll if be it's a bunch got of beer hair coozies. on it, we can ride it. If it's got a beat, we can dance to it. <laughs> That's know? awesome. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> well, hey man, we appreciate you coming on today. Um, I, man, thank I, y'all for I, having me. Yeah, I hate to awesome. shut the interview off, but to be honest with you, all the food talking kind of has. Me I'm starving right now, <laughs> so and all I'm gonna bar- go eat myself. That's right. All the barbecue joints close here pretty soon, so we gotta get. We By gotta the way, David, I- I'm going home to some some ribs that were put in a crock pot. So thanks a lot. I appreciate <laughs> oh, that. No. No. <laughs> well, thanks again. You guys can reach him at. Uh, Black Warrior Smokers on Facebook and also on the website, same thing. David, we appreciate your time. We may have you back on sometime soon, and we'll talk again.
Man, y'all, anytime. You guys, uh, it was a pleasure, and uh, thank y'all for having me. All right. He does some call back. Yeah, he's going to call back. We, uh, we just tell him real quick. <clears throat> you alive? You okay? <laughs> you interrupted my Tinder session. All has been forwarded to an automated oh, no. voicemail. <laughs> he's going to call back. Is he text? Yeah, I'll text him. Maybe like a fold, uh, fold phone. <laughs> I was swiping right. <laughs> you interrupted my session. <laughs>